Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM80, the ESPN app, all of our great stations across the country. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, Titans Radio Network. Heard last night, Monday Night Football, alone with Michelle Spallman, Justin Bieber, Evan Cohen with you. <laughs> Evan, did you happen to catch the professional football game last night? Which one? Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. And in the end, the Giants <laughs> triumphed by kicking the oblong pigskin through a big H. <laughs> it was most exhilarating. I heard that coming in, so I don't want to ruin it for you, but... <laughs> Oh, what do you mean? You know, you know where it's from. Well, I, go ahead. Yeah, Keep it's, going. It's coming to America in 1988. Yeah. They, they predicted this. Prince Hakeem told us what was going to happen on Monday Night Football. He I predicted gotta, it. I got to be fair. So Jay Reynolds, uh, Sports Center All Night, teased the clip of this. He said, this result was predicted in 1988. I just assumed it was The Simpsons. I've never watched yeah. an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. And every episode of The Simpsons seemingly predicts the future. And you hear about this. But yes, Coming to America um, predicted this. <laughs> okay. Some, and I don't you know. You assumed I'm, it was an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, because he waited. Come on, no, no, he didn't say it. Okay. He didn't say it. So oh, I'm you saying didn't hear he him said say it. it. Got it. And then I heard it, obviously, yeah. and I knew it was coming to Absolutely. America at that point. Absolutely. But by the way, I did intro you as Justin Bieber. Yes. So CC all show, all pre show, has just been walking around singing Justin Bieber because yesterday we played it because he constantly apologized to the Cowboys for hating on them and now he's loving on them, etc. And we played. Well, I don't know if I'm loving on them. Well, yesterday I'm, I'm you just were. not hating on them. Yeah, as yesterday much as I you was. Were yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm no longer <laughs> going to spew cowboy slander. But you know who I am going to disparage today? The Miami Dolphins. They, they absolutely deserve it. How do you lose that game up double digits with less than four minutes to go? How does that happen, Evan? Up double digits. How about up fourteen with four thirty-four to go in this game? And I'll tell you a couple of things from last night. The Titans beating the Dolphins 28-27. The uh, CC did give you the coming to America. Giants did beat the Packers there, which we will get to. A couple of takeaways from this, because I know you're going to go off on, on the Tua part of this. I am not a believer that a non-quarterback should win MVP. But last night, mm-hmm. with his worst output of the season, was Tyreek Hill's MVP game. Because when he gets banged up, they can't play football without him. That was pretty clear on offense. They cannot play football without him. And I'm all in on Will Levis. I've been all in on Will Levis. That dude can ball. I am comfortable if I'm the Tennessee Titans giving him a shot to be my guy. But Tua, after the game, quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, had this to say about blowing a 14-point lead with 4.34 to go to a team at home with a losing record that is playing for next year, and the Dolphins blew that lead. Here's our quarterback postgame. I don't think this is the same Dolphins team that everyone thinks um, thinks about. Uh, we got a lot of really good players. We got really good coaches, um, and it, it's it's one loss. It's you know home uh, this year. It's not not like the world the world ends uh, because we we lost this game. Uh, we're human. We'll continue to get better from this. Um, this is the NFL. You know, no one's perfect. So that's that. 
Yeah, I, I don't love that at all. I, I mean, yeah, nobody's perfect, and it is one game, but you got to put the proper context around this, Smalls. You're trying to keep pace with the Baltimore Ravens for the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, you have an opportunity to win home field advantage throughout and get a bye during wild card weekend, which makes you one of eight teams that can win a championship rather than one of 14. The stakes are huge. This is December football in the National Football League. I hate what Tua just said just now because that sets the tone for the rest of the organization, and they have to operate with a little more urgency if this team is going to get to where their talent would suggest they could be, which is a team that can go on a deep playoff run. Yeah, I was a little surprised that that was the messaging as well because you would think that there would be frustration that at this point in the season you're trying to exert yourself, you're trying to have that build up towards the playoffs and you drop a game that you absolutely should win versus a team like the Tennessee Titans. I know Tyreek Hill was banged up. I know the offensive line was decimated. But this is not a loss to Kansas City. This is not a loss to Philadelphia. If you really want us to take you seriously, if you really want us to believe you're not the same old Dolphins, you can't lose to the Tennessee. Titans you just can't so we know that Tua based on his history Brian Flores is his previous coach hard-nosed tough guy Mike McDaniel glass half full kind of guy needs to be in that glass half full environment CC, this is where it gets tricky because you know personality wise that's Tua but then after a game last night you're just like well that's not what we need how do you as a player handle the glass half full mentality after you probably would be throwing things in the locker room saying, what the hell just happened here? Yeah, man, listen, this is not a glass half full moment. This is a disappointment. And now your lead in the division goes to two games. Now you got the head-to-head tiebreaker because you beat Buffalo earlier in the season, but they're going to come back around in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, this is a situation now. I mean, well, because Buffalo Buffalo beat them, so you don't have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So this is a situation now where it's a two-game lead, but it's really not, and especially when you play the Buffalo Bills again. The way that Buffalo showed they can play in Kansas City, this is going to be a problem for Tua and the Miami Dolphins down the stretch. Their schedule gets a lot tougher. So they got the New York Jets, and that feels like a layup game, although with the way Zach Wilson played the other day, who knows? But then after you play the New York Jets, you got the Dallas Cowboys, the Baltimore Ravens on the road at M&T Bank Stadium, then the Buffalo Bills to finish it out. This is going to come down to the wire for the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East. And based on what we saw through the first two months of the season, it, they absolutely should not be in this position. But that's what happens when you lose games like this. And this was a sloppy football game from the outset for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, think about the red zone possession that they had in the first quarter. Two of fumbles, Fumbling. the quarterback, center exchange, and then – Rather than just falling on it, he compounds the issue by trying to pick it up and throw it, and it ends up being a turnover. Those types of things can't happen. Like, you have to protect the opportunity for points. But then, when you look at the end of the game, the way that they manage the clock, not being able to run the uh, football in the four-minute offense, and then Tua not making the requisite plays, that that has got to be maddening for Coach Mike McDaniel, and that's why it's hard to trust what this Miami Dolphins team is going to be once we get to the playoffs. I certainly don't trust what they're going to be if they don't have Tyreek Hill. I learned that last no, night. Oh, no. I learned last night that Tyreek Hill is absolutely the MVP of that team and certainly should be deserving for MVP of the National Football League because uh, offensive line issues aside, we've always had this conversation about Tua being in the MVP conversation. Yep. I think we learned last night that without Tyreek, there is no Tua. Like the version of Tua that we have seen that we put in that conversation. Tyreek is the guy that elevates him to 
to that level. And I know that he gutted it out last night, and I know that if it's up to him, he will moving forward. But if he's not a part of the equation, I don't have faith in this team. It's so weird that you think about two Monday Night Football games last night where the Dolphins won and the Giants won technically, although I don't know the Giants fans are happy that they won no, from the No, no, no. Wins or losses now right. for the Giants. <laughs> so the two biggest winners on Monday Night Football last night, I think by far, were the Baltimore Ravens and Buffalo Bills. And they didn't play because the Baltimore Ravens are looking at it now and saying, oh, okay, Dolphins, you want to lose at home to the Titans and blow a 14-point lead? You want to give us the number one seed in potentially cold, rainy, snowy Baltimore? And you want to come to us? Bring it. And the Buffalo Bills, who we sat here yesterday praising, but also noting, hey, they're the 11 seed. And we're like, well, they're not going to be able to sneak up on anybody that way because there's too many teams behind them. Well, now they have every right to start thinking about a division win, which is just crazy to think that maybe they can go in that direction. This was a really bad loss. I totally agree with you on the two a glass half full. It's probably not the right way to go. I'm stunned by that approach because of how bad last night was. Yeah. And I, I have, you know, you did the apology tour yesterday. I will apologize to Tyreek Hill. I thought that Tua was clearly the MVP of this team. I'm wrong about that. I don't. I wouldn't vote for him for MVP, but he is more important to the Dolphins than Tua is. And I can't believe I'm saying that as somebody that is so pro QB and anti wide receiver. But we saw it last night. But Hill got hurt, had the ankle injury, came back into the game. But why did he come back into the game? A text message. I just made up in my mind. I came in at halftime. I text my wife. I was like. Bro, like, it hurt. Like, get an ankle massage tonight. She was like, you better get your ass back in that game, dog. I was like, all right. So I just made up my mind that it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. Tomorrow morning, tonight and tomorrow morning, you know, and I just went back in the game on my own. Without anybody saying, reek, go. Like, nah, it was like, this. I got to get out there, you know, and bring some energy and be that spark. So Mrs. Hill sent the text message back to him, get back in. Yeah, we ain't playing those games. You get back <laughs> in that football game. Like, Forget we get, the team we, doctors. We're get, we getting $30 million a year, dog. You need to get to it. But, I mean, it just goes to show you his value. Now, Tyreek Hill went out three minutes left in the first quarter, didn't come back until about six minutes left in the third quarter. He missed 26 minutes of game clock, including the entirety of the second quarter. And Tua in that second quarter was two of six passing, one sack, and had an 18 QBR. That just goes to show you the impact that Tyreek Hill has. Tua was pressured on 62% of his dropbacks. 62%. Like It just shows you that defenses play that Dolphins offense and Tua specifically differently when 10 is off the field as opposed to when he's on the field. So I think that makes the case as strong as any game that we've seen from Tyreek Hill. His absence shows his true value, and that's why I think we should give strong consideration to a non-quarterback as MVP. Now, wide receiver has never won MVP, but if he smashes the single-season receiving record, which he's still on pace to do, yep. I just don't understand how – how we withhold it from him. Now, I guess with Dak Prescott in the gauntlet that the Cowboys are in the middle of the next three games, he's going to have a chance to make a strong case because they've got the Bills, Dolphins, and the Detroit Lions. So if he runs the gamut, if they go unscathed, then Dak is going to win it. But Tyreek Hill is going to make this a photo finish, no pun intended, with the MVP race. That's how impactful he is to the Miami Dolphins offense and their team as a whole. We got about a minute here, guys, and then we're going to get into the Giants uh, and Packers last night. Bad loss for the Packers as well. 
Are we in on Will Levis giving him a shot to be the franchise quarterback? I think it's probably too soon to say he is the franchise quarterback, but are we all in on the Titans saying we're not even looking next year? We'll actually offer Ryan Tannehill a a chance to come back as a backup now if he wants to stay in Tennessee and not move his family. I'm cool with him as a backup, just not as a starter, because I'm in on giving Will Levis a shot here. Yeah, I think he deserves that. He's the first rookie in NFL history to throw for over 300 yards on Monday Night Football. And after you looked at the way it got started – with throwing the pick six to Zach Sealer, a defensive Oof, lineman, bad. for him to have the mental fortitude to bounce back, that's impressive. But I would look at this on the other side of it, Ev. When it comes to the Miami Dolphins in their long-term prospects at the quarterback position, are we sure we're ready to hand two a $50 million contract this offseason? If Mike McDaniel's the coach, I, he I, believes in him, I, that's I, what I, I would I, say. But see, here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. Because you got a 14-point lead at home with less than four minutes to go, and you blow it. Mm-hmm. You blow that. That can't happen. Like that, absolutely cannot happen. I mean, the game was there to be won, and your team lost the game when you have that kind of lead. The Titans are the fifth team since two thousand to win after trailing by fourteen points in the final three minutes. The fifth team. So this don't happen very often. We talk about the last quarter century, and you're you're on the wrong side of that history. If you're the Miami Dolphins, and if you're Tua specifically, you couple what I saw at the end of that game with what Tua said post game, and I don't know that they should be all in in terms of committing to Tua for the long term future. I'm just not. You in on Levis now? We'll get to the Tua thing. That's a bigger on one, Levis, obviously. Yeah, I've seen enough from him that I want to see more. I think he has a lot of poise. He's made some really Im- impressive throws as far as I'm concerned. I would definitely want to give him a shot. And reminder Smalls is the person that drank coffee with mayonnaise. I did. Like Levis did. So, I mean, you got oh you were God. in on him pretty early. All right, coming up, we will get into the Giants win over the Packers, which seems like a loss for everyone involved except for Tommy Cutlets. But first, uh. CeCe has this from Granger. Ah, uh, yes, for the ones who get it done, like my New York football Giants, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. Sir. 
I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? No, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. And in the end, the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H. It was a most ripping victory. Son, I'm just going to tell you this one time. Yes, sir. You want to keep working here. Stay off the drugs. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. Yeah, there you go. There's your coming to America moment last night. As Tommy Cutlets and the New York Giants upset the Green Bay Packers 24-22. The Giants are riding a three-game winning streak. Green Bay took a 22-21 lead with 133 to go. And then Tommy Cutlets leads an eight-play, 57-yard, minute 33 drive, resulting in a game-winning field goal. And the Giants do what no Giants fan wanted them to do last <laughs> night. Put themselves further away from a quarterback in the draft. They're now 5-8. and eight, Bad loss for Green Bay. Let me tell you how this is going to go next year. I will put a dollar in our bad take jar if this doesn't happen next year. Now, we're going to have to remember this a year from now. But here's what's going to happen. CeCe's going to want to disagree as a Giants fan. He's going to think about it for a second. And he's going to be like, damn, he's right about this. We're screwed. Here's what's going to happen. Daniel Jones starts the season for the Giants next year. Every fan and their mother wants Tommy Cutlets to go in. Tommy Cutlets goes in. He plays two or three games. Then every fan and their mother want him out. Daniel Jones goes back in. They end up with around a 7-10, 8-9 record, and they still don't have a long-term answer at the quarterback position because the Giants are putting themselves in a spot now, to Tommy DeVito's credit, where he's got to keep playing. They create a quarterback controversy in the offseason, but not the one you want, CeCe. You wanted a Caleb Williams quarterback controversy. Not a Jones versus DeVito controversy, and that's what you're heading towards as a Giants fan. Well, I don't think it's a Jones versus DeVito uh, controversy, but just because you're paying Daniel Jones $40 million a year. Like, Daniel Jones is going to be the black guy the when he comes The fans will back. want the other guy, though. Well, the fans are going to want the other guy. The other guy is a cult hero. The other guy grew up 10 minutes from the stadium. He should retire right now. Well, I mean, he's Walk gonna, off into the sunset. I, I've said this before. Tommy DeVito will be around as a New York Giants quarterback longer than Daniel Jones will. Yeah. He might just be the backup quarterback in the bridge to whatever's next after Daniel Jones, but he'll be around, and the reason why is because he makes winning plays. Like, you saw it down the stretch. I mean, the guy was able to utilize his legs to put his team in the scoring zone. Saquon Barkley runs it in for a one-yard touchdown, and then in that last two-minute drill, he goes out there and rips one to Wondell Robinson that sets up the game winner. Like, this dude has poise beyond his years, and I think – the energy that he plays with, the excitement that his teammates have when they respond to him being under center, I think that's something that's tangible. That's something that's quantifiable in the way of this three-game win streak. So I don't think that Tommy DeVito is the future franchise quarterback for the Giants, but he is a good story, and he is a viable option as a long-term backup quarterback, especially with an organization that has has problems with their starting quarterback staying healthy over the last four years. He's won three in a row, three of his four starts. He has absolutely infused this Giants team with not only some wins, but with a different energy. And I don't know if you're a Giants fan, if that's what you want, because you are going down this road where you were hoping to lose and get a quarterback. But how are you not loving this? How are you not going on this ride with Tommy Cutlets? I think it's awesome. I love the story. They're 5-8 and eight right now. They would have the eighth pick in the draft that likely would take them out of the quarterback range because I'm assuming that Jaden Daniels' LSU Heisman Trophy winner is going to continue to go up the draft board and be gone by pick eight. 
So they will not be in the quarterback market as of right this second. Well, that's not true because we saw Adam Schefter before the game talk about how the Giants were interested in evaluating this class of quarterbacks. Now, there's a question of whether or not they'll be able to get up high enough to get somebody like Jaden Daniels, Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams, but they're going to be evaluating the class. So I don't think it's off the board that they wouldn't take a quarterback. And here's the thing. They can actually move up if they want to draft a quarterback. They can mortgage draft capital in order to get up there. So, they remember, they get the second-round pick from the Seattle Seahawks because they traded Leonard Williams, so they have that extra draft capital. Maybe they might want to utilize that in order to move up and get a guy that they might have conviction on. So we'll have to wait and see. But I think the obvious thing for this organization is that we can win games without Daniel Jones. And I think that's the big takeaway. This defense is good enough. Again, three takeaways last night, including two in plus territory at, at the end of the second quarter against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. They, they ended up being able to recover the muff kick, uh, punt by Keyshawn Nixon. So that was another takeaway that led to points for them early in the second half. So, again, the defense is opportunistic, and the offense with Tommy DeBito is finding a way to cash in on those opportunities. I'll say this, the touchdown throw – that Tommy DeVito had to Isaiah Hodgins, that's a big-time play. Like, I mean, like, that is a special, special play. Like, the, like I, I'm not going to assign too many accolades or attributes to him, but in that situation, rolling out to your right, being able to find that receiver in the corner of the end zone, that's a big-time throw. That's an NFL throw. So it's more than just a good story. I think Tommy DeVito does represent – a solid backup option for the New York Giants, especially when you know you have an injury-prone incumbent starter in Daniel Jones. There's five teams right now that are in that final NFC wild card spot contention. The Giants are just a game back from them. Who thought that the Giants would even be in that conversation at this point in the season? We all basically left them for dead. And here comes Tommy DeVito, and he's got that heart pumping. I mean, this team is alive in a way. It's, it's, amazing. it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're technically alive. Nobody expects him to do it, but they're technically alive. Technically. The flip side is that of this, with the Green Bay Packers last night, with a bad loss, they had a lead late, they let up that final drive with the game-winning field goal, they had to come back to take the lead late in the game. Green Bay is now 6-7, and seven. they're still very much in the mix for the postseason, but I guess what I would say about the, Green Bay would be this, think about Green Bay in terms of their youth and inexperience, they're kind of that little kid in NFL terms. And at sometimes a little kid is going to spit up a little bit. you got to clean it up and move on to the next meal. That's kind of where the Packers are. They're still very raw in their overall development. Last night is a game, in theory, if you were a more veteran-laden team, you have to win. I guess we should at times take a step back and realize Jordan Love is going to have a hiccup here and there. He's not an experienced player relative to game experience in the NFL. Yes, he's going to have a hiccup here and there. But that's a bad it's loss. It's a bad hiccup. That's a bad loss. Yeah. I, I mean, the mistakes that he made, the, the two turnovers, one on his own read where he fumbles the ball, that can't happen. And then the interception that he throws, both of those are in plus territory. you got to protect the opportunity to get points. Now, it didn't cost you because the Giants weren't able to cash in on those turnovers, but you couldn't be able to extend your lead. And that's the problem with those mistakes. And so I expect more from Jordan Love. He absolutely wasn't sharp in that game last night, but I think the talent is undeniable. Mm -hmm. I I mean, short of collapsing down the stretch and losing out over the next four games, I don't think there's anything that we'll see that would keep the Green Bay Packers from giving Jordan Love an extended look in 2024 as a starter. They got him on the cheap with that deal that they made him sign this past offseason. It was a two-year pact, so you have an opportunity to look at it. But they're just two wins from where they were a season ago 
in their win total with a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. If you go 8-9 and nine and flirt with the playoffs like they are in year one with Jordan Love, that's a successful season. Huge success. Big time. And lucky for them, it's not as if they have a juggernaut on the schedule for the remainder of the regular season. They have Tampa Bay, Carolina, Minnesota, and the Bears. Not that any of those are going to be a guaranteed win, especially if you lose a game to the Giants last night that we all expected you to win, but it's not as if they have the Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, etc. that are, are facing them down the, down the stretch. Excuse me. We we are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up, Canty has his power rankings, who's in and out of the top five. And Shohei Otani is making a lot of money. Just not now. We'll explain coming up. It's on Sportsman Life on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Now that the dust is settled on week 14, it's time for Canty's NFL Power Rankings. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. We are a few minutes away from getting into one of the most unique stories we've ever seen in sports, but the power rankings could be rocked upside down. With yeah, some of the big teams losing we, we, we had a couple of upsets. People in the top five last week. Weird week. So, so this is there's some movement in the power rankings. Okay. We got some movement. Some teams going up, some teams going down. Okay. We'll just have to wait and find out. So let's kick this thing off with number five in the week fifteen power rankings. Let's go. Number five. We got the Philadelphia Eagles. You can't get boat raced in back-to-back weeks and your defense give up 109 points across the last three games and not fall precipitously in the power rankings. The Eagles are hustling backwards. This is the time of year where the cream is supposed to rise to the top. Now, we can blame the scheduling gods for this gauntlet that they just ran through, but good teams have to find a way to be competitive at least in the games against the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Those are two teams that you know you are undoubtedly going to see once we get to the playoffs. So the fact that they got embarrassed not once but twice with the odds of the football world on that game, yeah, I I can't believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. So they're fifth in the power rankings. We'll see what happens from here on out. Next. Number four. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. My former teammate Joe Flacco has the Browns back in the power ranking. This is the defense that nobody wants to see in Cleveland. If you got to go into Cleveland, you are going to have a tough day. Your quarterback is going to have a tough day. The Jacksonville Jaguars were the lone undefeated team going into week 14 on the road this season. They hadn't lost on the road all year 
until Sunday. And the reason why is that Cleveland Browns defense, they are absolutely legit. And now Joe Flacco has given that unit a reason to believe because the guys on the offensive side of the ball can move it up and down the field. Joe Flacco had over 200 yards passing in the first half. First half. So Cleveland is starting to turn into Believeland. Next. Number three. Number three in the power rankings, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. And guys, you know I didn't really want to do this. You know I didn't really want to do this. But I had to because Dak Prescott is playing at an MVP level. Since week eight, this dude has 22 touchdown passes to two interceptions and the highest QBR in all of football. And with him playing at the level that he's playing at, that defense has an opportunity to play with a lead more often than not. And we've seen what they're capable of in terms of overwhelming opponents and overwhelming quarterbacks with their pass rush and forcing errant mistakes and in turnovers. So this Dallas Cowboys team is proving something to me. Now, they still got a lot of work to do because the upcoming schedule is a beast. They got the Buffalo Bills on the road. Then they got the Miami Dolphins on the road and then the Detroit Lions. So if they go through this gauntlet unscathed, then the Dallas Cowboys have a chance to move up even higher in my power rankings. That, that, that's how much they have to gain with the remaining schedule in the regular season. Next. Number two. The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. And here's the thing. We didn't know what the offense would look like after Mark Andrews, but Lamar Jackson just gave us an answer. Versus a team that, that's playoffs have already started in the L.A. Rams, they took care of their business, even though it took them some extra time after regulation in order to do it. But three touchdown passes by Lamar Jackson to three different receivers, Odell Beckham Jr., Isaiah Likely, and Zay Flowers, who is really starting to come on. He was the one that had the go-ahead touchdown at the end of the game with the two-point conversion. So I think that trust, that relationship that he's developing with Zay and the rest of the receiving core is what makes the upside of this Ravens team different than Lamar Jackson-led teams in the past. They can play a lot of different ways. We know they can run the football, but now they have the passing attack to match, and they have the best, well, second-best defense in the National Football League behind the Cleveland Browns. So the Baltimore Ravens, live dog, probably going to be the number one seed in the AFC. That's why they're second in my power rankings. But there can only be one top dog in the power rankings, and we know who that is. The number San, one. The San Francisco 49ers. They, I mean, listen, from the opening touch, you knew what time it was against the Seattle Seahawks. Christian McCaffrey runs the ball, what is it, 70 yards, gets it down into the red zone, goal to go. Like, this team can do it a lot of different ways with a lot of different people. Debo Samuel is on some kind of heater right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether they're giving it to him on jet sweeps, whether he's beating teams over the top in the passing game, that dude is the embodiment of what Kyle Shanahan wants this team to be. We want you to be tough. We want you to be physical. They play fast. They play with energy. They rarely have a game where it's a letdown where they have their full complement of players. The only concern that I have with the San Francisco 49ers is health. If this team is healthy, they will be in the Super Bowl. No doubt. Nobody can predict health, but if they are healthy, I don't think there's a team in football that's better. So there's the power rankings. San Francisco checking in at one. We've got the Baltimore Ravens two, Dallas Cowboys three, Cleveland Browns four, Philadelphia Eagles five. Smalls, you're my accountability partner. Any omissions, any objections?
No Kansas City Chiefs. I know they're coming off a loss, no. but you put the 8-5 and five Browns in over the 8-5 and five Chiefs. That was a bit of a shocker to me. I don't think you're wrong, but a shocker nonetheless because I think this is the first week the Chiefs aren't in the power rankings, This right? is This is the first week they're not in the power rankings. I usually say what's understood ain't got to be said, but if you look at the last six games, they've lost four of them. I mean, they've lost three of them. So, I mean, last five games, they've lost three of them. So, that's not – that's not where you're supposed to be if you're Kansas City. Back-to-back losses, lost three out of the last four. They're going in the wrong direction. And that offense, those receivers, can't be trusted when it comes to making plays for Pat Mahomes. So so there you go. Canty's power rankings. Niners, Ravens, Cowboys, Browns, Eagles here going into our next week in the NFL. Well, over the weekend, in addition, of course, all of the football stuff that we see every single weekend, the biggest story we saw was Shohei Otani going from the Angels to the Dodgers, a 10-year, $700 million contract, or so we thought. Yesterday, the reporting, I saw Jeff Pass and our very own ESPN uh, Baseball Insider had all of this stuff, is truly amazing. What Shohei Otani is doing is he is deferring all but $2 million a year to the future. That he is going to make $20 million over the next 10 years, and then after that, the 10 years after, will make $680 million all in, $68 million a year, starting 10 years from now until 2043. I don't know that there has ever been a player or a contract in sports history that would indicate two things. Someone going to the highest bidder, And caring about winning above all. Because this man saying, okay, who's going to give me the most? The Dodgers did. And who is going to give me the the best chance of winning? The Dodgers did because he's not using any of the money now. And the Dodgers are going to have tons of money to spend right this second. I think this was unbelievable, Smalls, what Otani did here and what the Dodgers did. Yeah, it was unbelievable, and I hate it. I absolutely hate this. Good for Shohei Otani because this is not against the rules in Major League Baseball. It's not against the the bargaining agreement at all. He has every right to defer this money, and when you make $45 million annually through endorsements, you don't need that money right away. You're still living good. And this is somebody who absolutely wants to win. But... As a baseball fan, I was thrilled that Shohei was going to go to a place where we could see him and we could see him compete on this level. But doesn't this feel so unfair? Why? The Dodgers are already stacked. They add Otani, and now they have the financial freedom to go out there and add more? Any other team could have done this. I I I think it kind of explains why his contract situation was so quiet. I think this is the reason why. I think the, the deferral of money not every single team maybe did, could well, do, and you didn't want that necessarily out there, and it could impact the market. It could actually hurt other players, as odd as that may sound. But I think that's probably why it was so silent. I, well, go, he also loves his privacy. He's like yeah. very, very well known to But he had privacy. something unique here that not everybody else had. I think this is well, – why is it bad for the sport? Well, doesn't it just feel like we we should just give the Dodgers the trophy? I mean, I know no. that just collecting stars doesn't always work. Look at the Mets. Look at Steve Cohen. It Hell, look at where work. Otani came from, the Angels. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it feels so unfair that the Dodgers, who are already stacked, now all of a sudden has this financial wiggle room to add. And it's not against the rules. It's not. But it feels like it should be. And it feels like they might add Yoshi Yamamoto, too, from Japan. (laughs) That would be great. Or does it feel like this was all part of that, that they knew that going in? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely, absolutely. But here's the thing. Let's not make Otani out to be a saint. This guy loves money, too. Like, a part of this is actually financially beneficial for Otani because as long as he's not living in California, he doesn't have to pay those exorbitant state income taxes on that money. 
including the entertainment entertainer tax in California. Like guys that play professional sports in California are bringing home a lot less than half of their check. You know what I mean? So like there's there's something in to this in terms of Otani making sure that with the deferrals he can protect as much of that that seven hundred million dollars as he possibly can when it comes to taxes and, and other lab, uh, other financial obligations that he might have to the municipalities in uh, the state of California. So I, I just it makes sense on a lot of different level for both parties, which is why this is one of the best deals in sports. And now with the financial flexibility that comes along with a kind of contract like this. The Dodgers and Ortani are under pressure to deliver multiple championships. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, they have to. No doubt. And I think he's okay doing that. But this is an interesting debate. Do we think this should be legal in baseball? Ohtani is only taking $2 million of the seventy a year and deferring $680 million past the actual contract. I wish Sm- it was legal in football. <laughs> Smalls, is, Smalls is telling us this should not be legal. Where are you guys on this? You can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. The Otani contract, brilliant or should be illegal? We'll get your calls in on that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Uh, yes, Shohei Otani is going to get money for a long period of time. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN app and all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. The Otani deferral, the, the reality is it's, we're in a no-cap sport, right? You can't do this in your sport in football that you played, right? Yeah. You can't do this in the – it's not like LeBron can say to the Lakers, I'll take a dollar a year, defer it, and we're going to go get Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and anybody that would be a yeah. free agent. It, the, the, your complaint, Smalls, that this should be illegal – really goes back 100 years. They don't have a salary cap. So it's not like you're going against any of the rules here. Right, which I've been a proponent of forever because I think that it would make baseball have a little bit more parity, which I think would be great for the sport. But Not hey, great for the checkbook for the players, though. No, but if Shohei Otani <laughs> realizes that he's in a position 
to get what he really wants, which is not only the money, but winning. And by deferring all but $2 million and being paid like an average middle reliever for the next 10 years. Which is he gonna, is also. You, no, he's I mean, more than that. No, he's, no, I'm <laughs> he's also. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If he can do that financially because he's getting paid about $45 million annually in endorsements and he knows his lifestyle is not going to change at all. And he puts himself on a path towards winning or at least puts his team in a better position to ultimately achieve that. That's a that's his right, but yeah. unfortunately, if you're a fan of any other team in baseball, you're looking at this like, how do we compete with this? But, because the Dodgers are shrewd too. By the way, this is not a team that doesn't know how to build from within and go out and add the right pieces. Like this is so advantageous for them; it's ridiculous. Yeah, but I wanted to push back on something you just said. How this is not good for baseball? I don't know that it's not. I, I think it's actually good for the sport when you have a major market team that's being aggressive like the Dodgers are going out and getting Freddie Freeman an offseason ago, going out and getting Mookie Betts a couple of years ago, now adding Shohei Otani in free agency and looking to do more, including adding one of the most exciting young international stars in Yoshi Yamamoto. Like, I just think it is exciting for the sport to have this huge platform in L.A. and have this organization adding stars that make the Dodgers much-watched television. It creates a different level of interest rather than spreading the wealth when it comes to talent around the major leagues. Super teams create villains. Villains are good for sports. Oh, they're the villains now, right. no so, doubt. Great. So, like, awesome. And then they get more, like CeCe's saying, we have a villain in baseball. We, we haven't have, had that in forever. Well, we've had the Astros for quite some time. Okay, but for different <laughs> but for different reasons. They like The specifics of cheating. Not like this, the super team is great for sports. Yes. Because people either love it or hate it. All right, let's get to the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN here. Brandon in Phoenix, listening on 620 AM. You good or bad on the Shohei Otani contract? You're against it or for it here? No, I'm actually a, I'm for it because, as I understand it, Major League Baseball gives these teams uh, the opportunity with finances to be competitive. So if they have thought outside the box in order to make themselves competitive, I think it's good for the fans and it's good for the game. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, and, and again, you're, Smalls, how do you react to that? You're for that or against that because it does – it's creative. They gave – it's a creative way of going about this. It's not as if the Dodgers weren't competitive prior to this, though, guys. We're not we're – not- talking about a team that has been down on their luck and Shohei Otani is coming in there and he's deferring the money to make sure that they can finally go out and have the financial flexibility to add players. We're talking about the LA Dodgers right? And now they're building a super team by being smarter than most. Honestly, like they're just smarter than the the rest. If they're the only team that offered this or came up with this, whether it was Otani's idea or not, it seems like it was his idea. It's happening. And I don't know that it was going to happen everywhere else because not every single ownership group would have deferred the money long term. Lindsay in North Carolina listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Lindsay? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Morning. All I'm going to say is this. Hey, the Dodgers one championship will not be will not settle anything in, in L.A. In La La Land. They better go for more. They better get multiple titles while the Tani's on 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 uh, on their watch. I shoot. He making I'm I'm like, dang. I'm glad I listened to y'all because I got a better understanding what the what the what the deferment was meaning. But I tell you, that's some shrewd moves right there. And one title will not be enough for the Dodgers. Hey, Canty, one love, brother. I appreciate you putting some respect on my Cowboys name. Putting number two. <laughs> you, bro. One love, y'all. Peace, Lindsey. I'm not gonna disrespect the Dallas Cowboys any more this season. 
Not going to disrespect him. Until maybe next week. I'm not going to say say anything negative about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to leave that for y'all to do. I am going to find the silver lining in every single game that the Dallas Cowboys play. That is my commitment to Cowboys fans because of how I've disrespected them the entire season. What if they lose 70 to nothing this week and Dak has four picks? I think this is a hard reset for the franchise. It's a wake-up call. This is what they needed going into the playoffs just because it's hard to stay hot that long. Hey, He's on. He's I already on. got, already got it set up. No, 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 already no. got it set hey, up. I got another one for you. Giving up 70 has proven to be a good thing for teams this year. The Broncos, Broncos did it. That's Broncos right. did it. Now they've Broncos turned it around. It. You're right. Nick in go. Louisiana listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Nick? Hey, not much. Just driving to work. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening and calling. What do you got on Otani? Okay, so a couple comments. So um, before y'all went to break, you said, Michelle, you had a problem and that it should be illegal, the deal, uh, from like a federal tax code or within the League of Baseball? No, that's I, I just mean it feels so unfair to the other teams in baseball that this somehow feels like it should be illegal. But it's absolutely not. The, the CBA has it in place. Players can absolutely defer. It doesn't place a limit on the amount of money that can be deferred. So... Shohei Otani is fine doing this, and there is no rules that prohibit this in baseball. I'm just saying it feels like it should be because it's with a team like the Dodgers, too. All right, well, thanks for the call. Here's here's the thing. The moment that a team like the Blue Jays heard of a 10-year, $700 million deal where 680 was going to be deferred, at that point, offer $800 million. Yeah. Like, this is the problem with the illegal argument. It's not like nobody else could have done this. Yeah. Like, everyone could have done this. Everyone had an equal shot of doing this. Now, what's not equal is ownership f- uh, funding and financing, right? And not every owner has the same amount of money for their team. Mm-hmm. Right? In addition, I do wonder how this impacts long term franchise value if you have a huge number, like let's call it $70 million a year, on the books for something that you're actually not getting a return on investment for in that moment. In other words, if Dodgers ownership sells the team nine years from now, the new owner inherits a $70 million debt, in essence, for something that has no return on investment for their ownership. It has a return on investment for previous, but like you're, you're, paying, for a lot of, you're paying for a stadium. Players play in that stadium. Yeah. Paying $70 million a year to Otani, who's sitting on a couch watching television, not a great return on investment but for future ownership. If you're paying for the Dodgers, you don't care about them. You have the that's money. So that's wrong, so wrong, That's so not a concern. No, but that's, if you're paying for the Dodgers, you understand how to run a business. Having any, Even if you're worth billions, having $70 million as a sunk cost, it's not something you voluntarily want to sign up for. I don't care how much money you're worth. If you're paying for a team like that, you're still worried about every financial obligation you have because that's how you run a successful business. Sure, but there's also the upside of what your franchise is worth when you win multiple championships during the life of that deal for the player. So I guess that's the part where the Dodgers look at the the potential, you know, know, I guess business um, positive in this whole scenario. And here's the other thing that we have to make sure we drill down on. This was Shohei Otani's idea. So the Dodgers weren't going to get Shohei Otani unless they agreed to a contract that had this type of structure. Yeah, you got to do it. So so if the player wants that, then that's how you get the player. This is the guy that's your number one target in free agency. Then you got to do what you got to do, which is why I don't fault him. He wants to win. And it was available to everyone. And he wants to keep as much money as he possibly can. And he satisfies both of those. There you go. It's a phenomenal deal. Phenomenal deal. Did you have a phenomenal night last night? Your Giants won. But is that really a loss? We'll get to that next on Sportsman Life. 
Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.